Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Best Ever You Show. I'm Elizabeth Hamilton Garino here with the amazing, famous artist, Mr. Christopher Radko of Heartfully Yours. Yay, how are you? I'm great. I've got my jingle bells on. I'm busy shipping <laughs> my new ornaments to the stores nationwide. And this is my first year back in business after 15 years. So I'm so excited to be sharing my heart and my, my love of the Christmas ornaments with everyone out there. Oh, I, thank you so much for being here. This is truly like a blessing and an honor to be with you because when I think of Christmas, I think of you. So um, it's it's a really special moment. Now, I've got something here. I'm in control of our um, Internet here while I'm talking to you. So I want to just make sure everybody knows your website. <laughs> so if I'm looking down and looking all around, I've got a control panel in front of me, too, in addition to interviewing you. But people can go to heartfullyyours.com and you have such beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ornaments. I want to just show this picture of you. Again, I'm fumbling around here in the background <laughs> for pictures, but look yeah. at this, everybody. I look love at this. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. just so much fun. I, 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 I spend a lot of time in the workshops and factories in, in Poland and Germany and Italy and the Czech Republic. Uh, and I, I work with the glass blowers and the painters in person. Yeah. I spend about five weeks each year in Europe, and I actually develop the ornaments there. And it's so exciting because these are the craftspeople who descended from the same families that have been making them for 150 years. So to carry that tradition forth into this day and age is a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. As I pull, I, I, I just love this. Um, sorry, I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> I, hope I'm, I hope I'm being cool, but I'm pretty darn excited here to talk to you. Okay, tell, tell us what in this picture what you're doing. Can well, you see the picture? Yeah, I, that's just a fun little picture. You know, someone, you know, wanted to have a picture of me doing some drawings, but so that's about it. But, you know, I, the, the main thing is how long it takes the ornaments to make. You know, um, the ideas come from like the ethos to me. I, I, I don't even, I, it's hard even to, yeah. to predict when the next idea will come to me. It's like composing a melody or a, a song or something. Um, you know, you just sit at the piano and something comes to you. But um, each ornament takes seven days to make. They're not made by machines. They're not made by computers. Every single ornament is mouth blown. It takes a human breath to breathe life into every single ornament. They're blown in tubes of glass that become like bubbles. And then when they, they put the bubble inside a mold, and then when they open the mold, you know, the, the bubble of glass takes the shape of the Santa or the angel or the snowman. And then that's just the first day. They have to cure the glass overnight. On the second day, they coat the inside of the ornament with real liquid sterling silver. That's what makes the ornaments all shiny and reflective. Then after that dries on the third day, they start doing the general areas of paint like the whole red Santa's coat or the black boots or the robe of an angel. Then after that dries on the fourth and fifth days, they start doing all the details, you know, like the detail around the collar or the cuffs or the buttons. I actually have an eyelash lady. All she does is paint eyelashes on all the angels and she applies the blush on all the Santa's cheeks. So it's that amount of precision. And then finally on the sixth and seventh day, they start to apply all the glitter. Like for instance, if you look at this ornament right here, this one is called December 24th, see how his coat sparkles. All that, there's actually 27 kinds of glitter that I use for all the ornaments. That's what makes them so shiny and, 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 and sparkling and magical. The other thing is that they're not just painted on one side, they're painted all the way around. 
So no matter how you hang the ornament on the tree, it will look beautiful because they're painted all the way around. So that's what makes them so unique. They're, they're original, they're all made by hand, they're made in Europe, not China, and, and they're made with a lot of heart and a lot of love. Yeah, I can see it on your website. I won't pull up your website right now, but you're you're right after my own heart because everything I do has a gold heart. And I looked at your website and there's hearts everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> so yeah. do you do you have a favorite, like were you just holding up like two of your favorite ornaments? Because those are certainly two of my favorites. I love gingerbread houses. I think they're the coolest things. A lot of favorites. Let's see. Oh, Santa. Yeah, he's a little whited out. Yep, there you go. Now you can see him. Oh, oh that's beautiful. Such a wonderful face. And his swirly beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's oh. just really, really great. You know, this year I have about 250 designs in my collection. It's my return to the, the world of holiday ornaments after um, having a non compete. I sold the old company, had a non compete. That ended. So I have a brand new company, as I said, Heartfully Yours. And, um, you know, the, the ideas come from, from my love of Christmas. This is really act three of my life, if, if you will. And, and I wanted to make the best, you know, best act ever. And so for me, it's so important to, to stay conscious that the reason I'm designing these ornaments is to bring joy to families all over the country. You know, homes I might personally never be able to get to, but a little bit of my heart is in every one of these ornaments that ends up on their Christmas trees. So I love, I, I don't have an absolute favorite. I love them all. They're kind of like all my kids. Yeah. So they're all my favorites. Um, they're hanging on my Christmas tree right now. And uh, actually, I'm already uh, off and running and creating the uh, the next year's collection because I'm a wholesaler. So I, I have to develop next year's collection a year in advance. So um, I just, I you know, they're, they're like magic for me. And as long as they bring joy to families on their Christmas trees and become memory makers, then then uh, then then they're my favorites, all of them. So I'm Christmas crazed personally. Uh, if I could leave Christmas up all year round oh, and nice. not not get you know crap for it, I would. <laughs> I just love I, every once in a while you get a Santa gram like it's time to take your lights down. But yeah. you know I I would leave my tree up all the time if I could. You know I have a real one and a fake one. They've got your ornaments. They've got everything on them. Um, are you like that? I mean, what happens like when Valentine's Day runner runs <laughs> comes up? Are you like oh here we um, go? You know, even though I, I, I don't have my Christmas tree up year round, um, I, I feel like the spirit of Christmas is in my heart all year long. And, and um, you know, so for me, I'm, in a sense, I'm enjoying Christmas all year long. For me, the spirit of Christmas is about connection and consideration and remembering we're all together on this, you know, tiny spaceship called Earth. You know, we're all really one extended family. And, and so to me that, you know, keeping an open heart towards other and extended hand to people who need help, to me, that is the spirit of Christmas. And you don't even have to celebrate Christmas to, to, to live that way, of course. Um, so, but, but to me, just living the spirit of Christmas is so important. Now, you know, as an artist, of course, I get to, you know, create designs and, and be involved with Christmas ornaments all year long, but even starting next year, I'll be doing some ornaments for other holidays, like Halloween and Easter and St. Patrick's. I'll be doing uh, bridal and wedding ornaments and baby's birth ornaments. I'll be doing, you know, Thanksgiving, even, um, Hanukkah ornaments. So, you know, many, many years ago, I did a signing event, uh, at a big department store in New York city. And this young man came up to me. It was a really long line, maybe three hours. And, uh, you know, finally it was this young man's turn. He had his little basket of ornaments that, that he asked me to sign for his boss. 
And, and he said, you know, my boss wants to know, why aren't you doing Hanukkah ornaments? I kind of looked at him. I said, I don't know. I've never thought about it. Would I ever get into trouble? You know, you sure it would be okay? And he said, oh, sure. No, no, you should do Hanukkah ornaments. And, um, you know, I, I remembered that uh, some some of my friends are in uh, mixed religious marriages. So, you know, one person might be Jewish, the other one Christian or another faith. And so I was like, yeah, why not? Something for everyone on the Christmas tree. And so, so I asked him, well, who's your boss? And he said, it's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> of course, right. She wanted me to create ornaments for Hanukkah. And so um, I did. And she loved them and everyone loved them. So next year I'll be doing some Hanukkah ornaments as well. Um, and, uh, you know, other holidays as well. So there'll pretty soon be a heart full of yours ornament to, to enjoy every holiday yeah. and, and every celebration with. So you can have my ornaments out all year long for the different holidays. That's, that's perfect. Um, what, so go back and, t and talk about just the, you as an artist. Like, have you, all, have you always known you could draw, paint, you know, all of, all of the things that you do? Have you known you were an artist since you were pretty much, you know, that's a that's a really good question. No, I, I, I had no idea. I mean, I, I did not have formal training. Um, my mom loved art and she loved to paint. She was like a weekend oil painter. She was a doctor, by the way. So she did that as sort of the fallback study income, you know, uh, source uh, for her work. But her passion was art. And so she encouraged uh, me to, you know, play with my crayons or my magic markers, what have you. But I never took um, I never took formal art training. Now in school, art class really was my favorite class because I found that, you know, I learned about different colors. I'll, I'll never forget in um, third grade, the art teacher taking out some, some bottles of poster paint. And there were colors I wasn't familiar with because they weren't in my basic Crayola box, you know, set. And like she had chartreuse and she had fuchsia and she had magenta. And these are like, wow, I've never seen these colors or heard of them before. So like, I, it was trippy. My mind was expanding. And I was lucky that in grammar school and high school, I also had art teachers that encouraged all us kids to, to you know, to, to, uh, to think big and expand our imagination. So if you wanted to do a purple horse, that was okay. If you wanted to do a house with five chimneys, that was okay. It was all good. You were expressing what came out of you naturally. And we might learn some techniques in our class, but otherwise it was a chance to just really express ourselves, whether it was ceramics or mechanical drawing or, uh, you know, or painting or drawing or, or whatever in art class. I, I always loved that. And, mm -hmm. and um, the, the, the that was my kind of happy place. I didn't care so much for calculus or chemistry. Does anyone <laughs> except my son, our youngest son loves it. I'm like, you oh, go. <laughs> Didn't get that from me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that's 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 really cool. Did you know, like, when you were in there, that like, would people look and go, "Oh, he's an artist." You know how there's always somebody who can really actually draw. Like sure. most, <laughs> most of the people are struggling, and then there's somebody there like, "Oh, yeah, the parent looks like right there." <laughs> if I'm drawing, I use a big eraser. But, uh, you know, fortunately now it's a lot easier because I go, as I mentioned, to the workshops and kind of do the development in person, working with the glass blower, working with the carver face to face. So it goes it goes more smoothly that way. Um, and uh, but but, uh, I, I, you know, like, again, it comes back to where, you know, people say, well, how do you get the ideas? And the, a lot of them are inspired by antique ornaments I grew up with. Uh, ornaments that that just kind of pop into my head, like like where'd this one come from? But you know, I I kind of 
take charge and bring it, you know, to center stage and bring it to life. So again, it's, it's like composing music, you know, it's like, where, where do those, they come from the ethers, from the cosmos, from the universe, from, from God, if you will. But I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm the, um, the, uh, the band leader or the choreographer on stage or the stage manager. And all these ideas want to come on stage and get seen and, and go out into the world, all these ornaments. And I, I facilitate that. I facilitate that. So I feel honored to do it. I, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, it's me, 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 because really, you know, the act of creation is something we all share. We're all creative. You, me, everyone in, in the way we get out, uh, you know, when we start the day, we get out of bed and we decide what to put on and what to make for breakfast and how we relate to our family members and our loved ones. Those are all little acts of creation every step of the way. The way we um, meet people in the street or talk to someone in the grocery store or, or have a little conversation with the checkout person. You know, those are all acts of creation, acts of love, if you will. And so in a sense, when I create things, I'm, I'm sharing my heart, my love with others. You know, long after I'm gone, you know, whatever, I want to live forever, but that's obviously no, not I, but, you know, but my <laughs> ornaments, that aspect of my heart, the love that I want to share will live on for future generations. I, I can imagine a hundred years from now, well, you know, the future generations will be living on Mars or wherever, you know, on other planets. And then, you know, someone, you know, come Christmas time, they'll, they'll take out a box with ornaments, you know, and decorate a Christmas tree on Mars. And I don't know what that will look like, but but they'll say, wow, my great-great-grandmother bought this in a store in Maine back on Earth a hundred years ago, and we still have this ornament. And that's that's the kind of connections that I'm talking about. The, that's why the ornaments are like memory makers, because each ornament contains the memory of who had it, where you received it, who gave it to you. And 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 so you your fa your family legacy ends up being on your Christmas tree. Your your Christmas tree becomes like a family diary as you can point to each ornament and, and say, This I got from my grandmother, this when we got married, this when you were born. So it's 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 just amazing all that heart connection on a Christmas tree. Yeah. Do you ever get um like overwhelmed by that like how do you how do you relax because that's a, there's some responsibility there in a way how, how do you how do you chill out from everything like what, what else do you do um how do you i can i and looking at you you know i can tell you're in really good shape and all these things so what 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 else do you do to help be your best all the time that's that's a really great question um uh, starting a new business essentially from scratch as I did this January. Uh, yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride. I mean, everything that could, you know, be a problem probably did become a problem. You know, importing right now, post pandemic, you know, labor shortage, material shortage, transport issues, everything that could be an issue was an issue. It was very, very challenging for me. So uh, staying balanced, staying grounded is so important for me. Um, I keep a journal. I, I meditate. I go on hikes. Um, I love lavender. I used to be a lavender farmer. So I, um, I, you know, I have lavender as an essential oil that I can do in, inhalations with to kind of keep me calm and grounded and centered. I also remind myself that, you know, I'm not trying to cure cancer here or anything like that. I, my purpose always is to bring joy and light and love through the ornaments to families that I might never meet. So I keep reminding myself, that's my purpose. That's my goal. And I, I know I'm doing that. Even if there's a problem with the UPS truck coming late or FedEx losing a box, you know, I just, I, it's like, okay, that's, 
what happened, but the main thing is that I am executing on my mission to bring joy to others and use the ornaments as a vehicle. So as long as I keep reminding myself of the purpose of what I've what I'm doing and that I've accomplished so much so far, then then it helps me calm down, you know, get centered again. Again, I you know, I'm a big believer in meditation. Uh, I know it's helped me enormously to feel connected, you know, spiritually that way. It's very, very significant in my life. Um, going outside in nature, uh, going on a nice hike on a hill or a mountain or through the woods, whatever's available. I have a great dog, so she keeps me grounded too and, you know, and real. Um, so, you know, between being outside with nature and kind of communing with nature, I have a lot of St. Francis in me. So I love trees. I love rocks. I love moss. I love country roads and dirt roads. I love, you know, views, vistas. Um, I love the, the feel of the breeze on my face. Um, I love the ocean. I love the vastness of the water, the salt water. I think it's very healing and balancing for me. So between being outdoors, grounding in nature, you know, helps to calm me or soothe me. Essential oils, you know, like uh, geranium and lavender and lemon and grapefruit all kind of help help me a lot. Um, meditation, you know, uh, it's it just everyone has their own meditation or, or can create their own meditation practice. But I really feel supported spiritually, you know, with guides and, and you know, the angels and, you know, however it is people understand that. But I don't feel ever alone. I know that I'm surrounded by by celestial support, if you will, my ancestors, the people that I've known and loved who are no longer living, but I feel their love and support around me. And that's that sustains me very much so. Well, we are like lined up. Like, uh, it's hard not to interrupt you because I'm like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's interesting. One of the things you said there, this has nothing to do with ornaments at all, but I could, I, moss, I, I'm going to study it. I must have, I think that moss is the coolest thing ever. I have no idea what my fascination is with moss and tr you know, moss trees, rocks all day long, moss trees, rocks. I mean, just, it's a very strange thing about me, but I'm going to, I don't know how many different kinds of moss there are, but I have a lot of it. I love I, moss. Yeah. It's, yeah. it has, in the, even in the dead of winter, it has this incredible bright green color. Okay. And and it's just it's it's magical. I mean, I, I'm not a I, I don't know the biology of moss, but I know there's something very unique about it because it can grow even up north in the tundras where trees can't grow. Yeah. Um, and it clings to a rock and it covers it and makes this beautiful. It's like little fairy kingdom, if you will. That's you what know, I like, love is like I, I have a fair under my tree out here. I have like a little fairy garden oh, right there with yeah. all these things in it. And it's got moss and rocks and all these oh, things. Yeah. So it's pretty cute. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, OK, I have a question for you about your very. Can you remember like your very first ornament where you were like, oh, I've got something here. This is what I'm going to do with my life. Well, um, you know, it, it, it started because of a holiday accident. I was a very, very young man, and it was my job to set up the Christmas tree in, a, in, a, in the tree stand, in the metal tree stand. But I didn't want to clean out the old one because it was full of rust and dirt and sap from the previous year. So I went out to a local nursery shop and uh, bought a brand new shiny red and green aluminum tree stand. Mm -hmm. um, after we had decorated this 12-foot tree, you know, the following morning, I was just kind of vacuuming up some of the fallen needles, and I heard this screeching sound and this and then this pop and the whole tree fell crashing to the ground and it was a really loud sound everyone's heard it in the house and my grandmother comes 
out of the kitchen. And she says, what happened? What's that noise? And she sees the tree on the ground and she sees all these broken ornaments. And she kind of like grasps her heart and she, she wouldn't even look at me. She just kind of shook her head and she said, what have you done? You've ruined Christmas forever now. Oh, no. So that guilt is like, and I know people say, oh, how, how could she say something so mean? But it just kind of came out because for my grandmother, there was a story behind every single ornament. She was born in 1900. So she had ornaments on the tree from 1905 or when my mother was born in 1927. So she had all these trees that were memory makers for her, that, that she could recapture bits of her childhood and when she was a young woman. And so here she was in her in her 80s. And all those memories, in a sense, you know, shattered right before her. And so I felt really bad for her. I had favorite ornaments, too, that were shattered. So the the problem was back in the 80s, you couldn't find beautiful glass ornaments. No one was making them anymore. Everything was plastic or styrofoam or machine made in Hong Kong. And so what I did is the following spring, I went to Europe and I visited some cousins and one cousin said she had heard how I'd ruined Christmas forever. And I said, oh, boy, will I ever live oh, this yeah. That's good. She said, well, you know, um, I have a friend who works at a pharmacist. He's a, a glassblower. He makes laboratory equipment. But for, you know, in November, he supplements his income by making Christmas decorations. So if you want, in November, I'll uh, ask him to make you some ornaments. I'll send them to you. So all's well that ends well. And I said, look, I know it's only April. But can we go and work with him right now? And so I met the guy, very nice young man. And, and he said, can you please sketch or draw what it is you want me to have? Because I don't know what people in America put on their tree. So so I, I did some sketches and drawings of, of beautiful balls with painted designs and reflectors and icicles and comets and, 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 and star shapes. And he kind of looked at these and he said, you know, my grandfather used to make ornaments like these back in the 1930s. I said, yeah, that's that's what we had on our tree. So he made them for me. I brought them home with me to New York. I happened to show them to some friends and immediately they said, where'd you get these glass ornaments? Who's making glass ornaments? Will you sell them to us? <laughs> At the time, I was only earning 12000 a year. I was working in a talent agency in New York City in the mailroom. So I wasn't, you know, I was barely getting by. So I sold them. And then I realized, oh man, what did I do? I, I, I sold my samples, you know? So, so I <laughs> a cable back to Europe and I asked if they could send me a few more. Would you just say, oh, a cable, like there's no phone, is there? <laughs> like a cable, what's a cable? Because, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't easy to dial Europe. And, nope, and, you know, so I get it. Yeah. A cable or a telex. So I sent a cable and I asked for more ornaments and, um, and but do them in different sizes and different colors. So I created essentially my first collection which I started selling in 1986. So, so my first collection had about 65 designs. Um, most of them were ball shapes or balls with reflectors and beautiful painted designs, whether it's Santa or snowman or different painted like, um, you know, countryside designs, little houses in the woods. I had icicles and snowflakes and, and, and pendant ornaments. So just kind of the, the, some of the shapes that I remembered as a child. And I did really well. I mean, for my lunch hour, the first year I sold about $25,000 worth. And then the second year I sold about $100,000 worth. It's like, wow, I, I could say goodbye to the talent agency. And, you know, and yeah. this is my calling to make Christmas ornaments because they sold so well. People, there was a need for it. 
people couldn't find glass ornaments. When they saw mine, they said, these are just like the ones my grandmother had. I kept hearing that over and over. Just like, thank you for bringing back. It was all but forgotten. Because, you know, everyone, all the buyers, the department stores, they were all rushing to, you know, to uh, Taiwan, I guess, or Hong Kong to have things made. But the quality isn't the same. And, you know, yeah. I care about working with the craftspeople that have the traditions and their family traditions go back over a century. That's, I think that's part of the secret of these ornaments. Now, did your grandma ever get, I don't know if I'm supposed to ask this or not, but did grandma ever get to see the ornaments? Did you give her a box? Well, <laughs> or, I, I used to bring home. Like, forgive uh, you. <laughs> yeah, no, she did. She totally, because I was filling up the basement. I would bring home a box of every design I designed. Pretty soon the basement was packed with hundreds <laughs> of boxes of ornaments, just, you know, because I kept a box of everything I ever made back then. And, um, yeah, she definitely saw the success. She definitely forgave me. Um, and uh, it, it all worked out yeah. well. You know, I've been, I, I've been also blessed because, um, celebrities started buying my ornaments. You know, I'll never forget the day I got a phone call and um, from a florist that I sold to on the Upper West Side. And he'll say, he said, you'll never guess who was in here. Bruce Springsteen. He bought the whole tree for his wife, Aww. you know. Or another day I got a call and, and again, another store owner. You'll never guess who was in here. Catherine Hepburn. She bought a whole oh, bunch favorite. of ornaments, you know. And, you know, then I started selling internationally. So I sold to all, you know, the better department stores in London, you know, yeah. um, uh, like Harrods and some of the other ones. Well, I got a note from Princess Diana thanking oh. me for these beautiful oh, ornaments and how, how, she, how, how she herself had never seen such beautiful ornaments and how she couldn't wait to share them with her boys. So that oh. Things like that have happened. All Gregory Peck was a, a lovely man and he loved my ornaments too. But, you know, even today we have all the younger generation collecting them. So it, it kind of goes forward. People people love the ornaments and, and anyone that loves Christmas, you know, I have a hunch they're going to enjoy the Heartfully Yours ornaments too. Yeah. I wanna, I'm going to pull that website back up again here um, just so people have it. Well, um, I, um, what else was I going to, I have so many things I want to ask you, but I'm going to just make sure we respect the time here. Cause we've got about 30 minutes to go right. just uh, pull the website back up so people can go there. Is there right. anything else you want to direct people? Like, do you, do you hang out on social media at all or not really? Or? Instagram, uh, heartfully yours, Instagram page. It's a uh, heartfully yours underscore Christmas. Um, and, uh, then there's my personal page. People are welcome to go to my personal page, Christopher Radko on Facebook. Um, but, uh, what's so cool about the website that you, you know, the heartfullyyears.com website is there are videos showing how all the ornaments are made, the seven day process. You can actually watch the glass blower or the carver or the lady that silvers the ornaments. You can see that because it's like when you hear it, it's like, I'm not quite sure what he means. So just watch the videos. Each video is like 30 seconds long. So you can watch them little, little sound bites and you can see the whole process. You can see my whole catalog. You can see all the ornaments on online at heartfullyyears.com. And of course, there is a, uh, a, you know, a, a, a buy now section. So uh, I don't, I don't personally sell the ornaments, but I list many stores, fine stores across the country yeah. that sell and, and, and do mail order as well. I'm going to bring up one more. Um, is, do you like cats? I, every time I think of Christmas, I think, and I think of cats knocking over Christmas trees. <laughs> Are you just like, Oh my gosh, cats. No, it's Okay. I love cats. I even have a cat ornament this year. Oh, uh, you do? Oh, uh, cats are great. I mean, I, 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 uh, when I was a uh, teenager, we had uh, a wonderful 
a cat named Sylvester. He was wonderful, but he had a very long tail, right? So sometimes the tail would bump against the, um, the ornaments on the lower branches. But I went to the pet store and there's a little spray you can spray on the branches just to keep the pets away. They, it's like an apple spray or something like that. I don't know what it is, it's not toxic, but it keeps the pets away from the tree. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I just, I'm thinking of like all the beautiful ornaments in a cat and TikTok and just like videos. I'm going to show this one ornament because I loved your reaction when I showed this to you earlier. Oh yeah. He's really great. That's Santa wow. and that's called long winter's nap. Cause this is like the day after Christmas, he's exhausted and he's just kind of laying back for a snooze inside that wreath. That's a, one of my best sellers this year. It's painted on both sides. There are actually golden bells on the other side, but that's called Long Winter's Nap. And Long it's Winter's Nap. Okay, I'll put that with the show. And then I, you were showing us this one. Is that right? Is that the one you were yeah, holding up? That's called Kingsmere Santa. He's gorgeous. He's got huh. this beautiful hat. I love his expression. If you look up close, you can see his tiny eyelashes and the blush, you know, by the eyelash lady and the swirls in his uh, beard. It's, it has an Art Nouveau feeling. Very, very old world. He's a very handsome piece. Kingsmere Santa. This is Kingsmere Santa. Yeah, you do beautiful. Sometimes there's like people do Santas wrong. <laughs> it's like, uh -uh. <laughs> and, and your Santas are all right. Friendly and, and, and loving. And, and pretty and yeah, and sweet. Okay, cool. I'm going to bring your, I think, hang on, bring your website up one more time, just so we close on that. So I'm at the controls here. Oh, no, hang on. You can tell I'm at the controls. I gotta hide that. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, um, is there anything else you want to? I, I think we have got to go because of time and everything. But I have so thoroughly what an honor to meet you and and speak well, with you. I just, you know, I just, I, I, I can't emphasize how important it is for me, and I encourage this for other people to follow our hearts. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. You know, life is so full of ups and downs. Sometimes it feels like it has more downs than ups. And I understand that, you know, because I've gone through a lot in my life as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes things aren't easy and straightforward. It might look it on the surface, but like if you look behind the scenes, you see there are a lot of challenges. But I think it, my rudder, my compass, my, 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 my north star, if you will, is my heart and following what I, what I know I'm here to do, um, which is to bring joy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm service minded my way of of being of service on earth is to bring joy through the ornaments I make. And people enjoy them. Thousands, tens of thousands of families all over the world, millions probably by now. And and so I, I, I feel satisfied that I'm, you know, fulfilling my mission, but it doesn't have to, you don't have to start an ornament business. It's, it's all about how does your heart sing? What, what makes your heart sing? And finding a way to make that work. Um, because that's probably your calling. And, and especially if you find that it brings joy to other people or helps them or supports a, a really good cause. Um, my mom was a pediatrician, so a lot of charities I support are for children's causes. Um, so I, 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 I'm just so thrilled that even though this is a very hard time in my life, starting a new business from scratch, you know, and I'm 62 right now. So, so it's a lot of work. Um, I'm not 22 anymore, but Neither am I. <laughs> I'm, driven, I'm driven by the knowing, the internal knowing that I'm being of service and that there is a higher purpose to what I do. And that means so much to me. I, I would not want to trade my life for anything else. I love what I'm doing. And, and I encourage everyone to find what they love and do that. Even if it's a crazy idea, maybe you can't do it full time, but do it. Let your heart sing through your 
act of creation, through your act of sharing love in the world, bring your heart out into the world. Um, in any way, it might be through gardening, through cooking, through helping someone with their homework, through volunteering in a in a in a in a retirement home. It, it could, there's so many ways to make a positive difference, and to me, that's that comes from our heart. That's the living spirit of Christmas. That's how we express Christmas every day of the year. So, so that's that's kind of my my perspective. Yeah, we're all about heart, truth, energy, heart, truth, energy all day long. Um, do you do you have any kind of before we go? Do you have any kind of um, advice on success? Um, because I don't think success is the dollars in your pocket. I think my definition of success yeah. is like your heart, like what you're saying, your heart singing and the smile on your face or the smile on somebody else's face. Yeah. I think people have a very skewed sense of success. Hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, especially in the Western world, the the, uh, the dollar signs are, are the, the heavy emphasis, if you will, or maybe how many cars you have, things like that. Um, I I'm, I I've, I've, I love material things. You know, I, I, I have nothing against material things. But for me, success is, is something that goes beyond um, your the tangible feelings of today. And 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 it's and your soul, your spirit knows if you're being successful because you've connected with people, you've brought joy to people. To me, that's success where people feel your heart in the world. Um, I think we're here, you know, to connect with people. Um, so to me, that's the biggest success. It's like um, in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, mm -hmm. right? And George Bailey. Um, and it always, you know, works me up just to think about it. But I think his brother says something like, you know, you're a success when you have friends, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all, it's not about the money. It's about your friends. It's about your loved ones. And, and it's, it's about the people that you can touch through something that you do. You might not even get to meet them, but you're, you're touching their hearts. I, it's like a teacher's a success. A teacher might not be in touch with all the students they've ever taught, but as a matter of faith, they know that they have made a difference in the world. And so they've kind of completed their mission, you know, on earth. So yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's success. The money is not a fair measurement. You know, it's not, but the money can be used for good, Good deeds too, you know. I mean, if you're a very wealthy person, you can help a charity. You can help fund uh, research for a cure for cancer or something. So, if you have money, you can use the money to make a difference too. You can buy food for food pantries, for instance. You know, you can help provide water in third world countries, help people to dig wells so they can have fresh water. So, I mean, there's so many ways to use money in a positive way too. So, so there's nothing wrong with material. Goods, you know, if you share them, if you share your 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 heart, and you know, help help you know help others. I think I think to me that's success. At the end of the the, the game, the race, you know, when Saint Peter is like, okay, what, what 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 were you doing on earth? You know, it's like, well, <laughs> this is what I was up to. It's like, oh, you, you did good. So um, come on in, you know. Love so it. yeah, so yeah, success is so much more. It's I think success is. Your ability to 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 hear your heart and and bring your heart out into the world. Beautiful. All right, I have so thoroughly enjoyed meeting you. I hope we, I hope we get to keep in touch in this great big world because fun to know you and and fun to I love your I love your wisdom, your perspective. I love the things that you love and and who doesn't love Christmas and you. So um, and also I just want to give a he said something really critical in this. I don't know if critical is the right word, but I'm a writer. I'm going to throw that word around there. But 
um, mission critical to life. And yeah. that's to, to pay attention to what you love to do. Um, cause we share a love of third grade. My third grade teacher was pivotal to me oh. becoming the writer all, all, all along that I am and go back and think like, if you're stuck right now, which we all, I'm 53, we all get stuck and have these moments of like, what am I going to do with my life or whatever it is, or new chapter, reinvent all this stuff and go back and think about what you loved to do with your heart and, and your real authentic you. Cause we don't need fake you and all this stuff. We need real you. And um, that's just some of the, some of the things I talk about too on best ever you is to, and you touched on it. So I just wanted to expand on it, you know, go back to third grade, go back to kindergarten, go back to preschool, go back to high school, find a moment in your life where you had, you know, a, a, a moment of joy and do more of that for sure. Cause it was colors for you. I love it. It was those colors and sparkle and the magic of a Christmas tree. I used to do my homework by the light of a Christmas tree. To me, that was my my happy place at home. Um, yeah. I go to sanctuary, and so I, I I bring that magic to people, you know, from coast to coast today. I, how, yeah. how lucky I am to be able to do that. How grateful I am. All right, books and crayons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Well, thank you very much for being here, um, Chris and Christopher Atkin, and everybody listening to. Um, I think this will air um, either tonight or tomorrow night. We're in record mode this morning, so we're bright and early this morning here on, on Saturday morning. But um, we're going to record later on. So anyway, well, thank you very much for being here. I'm going to put your website up, and we are going to say goodbye to everybody and thank you and go to heartfullyyours.com and and take a look at your beautiful website watch all those videos and and christopher atko thank you so much for being here thank you so much all right merry take care, everybody. to all yeah oh yeah say that louder again merry christmas to one and all <laughs> thank you yeah. all right. enjoy <laughs>